two humorous nurses with Kelly and Alicia. A podcast that wakes up and pisses excellence. <laughs> Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. Welcome to episode 21 of Two Humorous Nurses Podcast, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today's my first solo episode without Alicia, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I do have a few special guests with me today, and we're going to talk about what it's like to live with a nurse. So today I have my hubby Cam and my little brother Lachlan and his girlfriend Kat. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Hello. Hello. So why don't you guys tell us about how you met and what you do for a job. Kat, you can tell us about your nursing history and Lachlan. Yeah. You just tell us about, you know, what you do. Yeah. Well, I might start with how we met because... I feel like if I jump the gun early, then I can get the truth out. No, it's, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some fabricated story in his mind. Um, basically, we were at the good old Scarborough Peach Pit. Um, I, just, I was celebrating because I'd just gotten a new job. Um, and he was celebrating because he just passed his first fitness test. Yeah, it was my um, first fitness test. To get, into the police force which is exciting um but he was still not drinking because he was just trying to you know keep his fitness up um but I was absolutely blackout (laughs) 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 so he yeah so we met out and um I will admit I approached him um but I was just a bit of a wreck. I don't remember a lot. Oh. Apparently, he tried to kiss me and I absolutely <laughs> rejected him in oh. front of, like, every single person. It was person. so cringy. But what was yeah. done was he actually said, like, oh, he tried to do it in, like, in front of so many people. He picked the worst spots to try and make a move. Like, he did it in, like, this outdoor area with, like, at least 30 people watching. And then he just went, oh, as I, like, moved my head and... <laughs> Many, I guess he just thought, oh, well, that's that. Then. It might yeah. have been. Classic Lachlan. Classic Lachlan. Yeah. <laughs> when, she, yeah, when she came up to me, I don't know what was uh, going on because she was really flirty, but like her body language was all over the place. Like staring at me, just like, when are you going to ask my number or kiss me? But then arms um, so were just like, I don't want to just talk to you for the worst. And then <laughs> he was, he loved it. It was a wild ride. Yeah. He was like, he was like oh, time. she likes me, she likes me not. But yeah. I was just drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do <laughs> giving you those eyes that said kiss me but then your body was saying no and I was like I was blind like I don't know what you were trying to like I was not playing hard to play I was just having a great night yeah um but yeah um so we met that night and that was sort of around the time I started working in the emergency department and prior to that I've just been working on a medical admissions unit about the last four years I haven't been a nurse for that long and I've spent a lot of that time sort of traveling and whatnot so I've only really just decided to like take that next step four years later I'm like all right I'm going to critical care I've always wanted to do quick care so yeah doing that at the moment my current current career path yeah I did my um final eight-week placement for uni at that ED and I hated almost every minute of it (laughs) I'm not (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not an ED person. So I was like, I didn't even have it on my preference list. Everyone was so mad at me because they were like, how did you get ED? You hate it. And I was like, I don't know. I hated too. I got put in the worst, like, last rotations. But, yeah, it's... It, I, I did all the work because I was like, I'm here. I might as well, like, learn how to do it. But I didn't enjoy it. And I found that um there was a lot of, 
uh, like I let all the other students go into the trauma bay and stuff because I was just like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, why would I want to deal with that? You know what? Yeah. My learning stuff. Yeah. I was doing ECG. She's right. Yeah. 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 That's right. And then I did go into trauma bay one day because I was like, oh, six weeks in, I better do like something exciting. And so I walk in there and I was just like, someone bring me some blood. Like if I'm in here, I want the like worst situation. And everyone's just looking at me going, shut up. And then the red, the like red phone thing rings. And I was like, yeah, let's go. And I was just, yeah, I haven't actually gone into that, um, that trauma area yet. Cause I've only been there for seven months, oh, but, um, one stab victim. I literally just went in there to like help give like pain relief, but he wasn't my patient. And that wasn't like a really hectic. It was yeah. a slow, right? It says it wasn't really hectic, but only a dozen stab wounds. Yeah. Like most of the girls would be in, I'm still quite a, a novice, mm. I'd yeah. probably say. Um, but sort of getting there, it's sort of a slow progression, um, which I'm happy about. So I don't like being pushed into things too fast. Yeah. Well, Find your feet. It's good to know what you sort of, at least sort of what you're doing when you get in there. So you're not, I find I don't like to scramble in new situations so like if not that I do very many new things but I like to know about what I'm doing so I do a lot of YouTubing just to see you know like how you actually do something or because no one likes the surprise do you YouTube how like it sounds so dodgy but I actually sometimes YouTube things like just random nursing stuff yeah like like I'll be like like just little like um clinical things sometimes and I'm like this is probably not what I should be doing but I'm like I just need to rejig my memory like yeah and then you just like watch a video and you're like cool yeah and then two hours later you're down that rabbit hole watching people I watched I watched the cannulation one I can't remember what my manager had sent me the link to watch something from a an actual product website and it was a YouTube video of how to use this product and then I went down this rabbit hole of YouTube for like two hours and then I got to a point where I was watching a doctor cannulate someone in their like jugular vein in their neck and I was like why like what like what the fuck like, like, try this at home. did he just run out of arms and legs or is that I don't know I feel like they were just trying more. to be smart to be honest I was just like yeah I don't, there was no the person that he was cannulating was obviously another doctor and very fit because he had like a bulging jugular vein so it was not lucky we could have missed it but there was no blue cannulas there big old gray one shoved in I was like oh it's too much for me yeah crazy Lachlan tell us about you what's um so for the last few years I've worked in the army reserves um and then I've had a lot of strange jobs in between um I was kind of weighing up when I first joined I wanted to go full-time with the army and then post over to Queensland or somewhere over east and then I I uh, got an amazing trip. I did um, six months in Darwin um, with, with the reserves. They offered me a gig with the Navy um, and I was doing the border protection stuff with them. And then straight after that, I got sent to Malaysia and Singapore doing um, jungle training over there. And I had an um, interesting experience. I can't talk too much about Malaysia and Singapore, but I just kind of like, oh, like I'm not too sure about going full-time and I just stayed reserve and did some random jobs. Ended up doing some work at Pine Gap in Alice Springs from 2018 to 2019 and then kind of like, yeah, left and now work for um, Department of Health. Just been doing that and I've uh, just got through most of the stages for the police force, so hopefully start with them this year. 
Yeah, that's so exciting. You've been wanting to do the police force for years, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for a long time. Since I was about eight years old, it's always been the, the end goal to get to. When I tell people about your time in um, Malaysia, I always tell them about <laughs> about that time you went on, uh, I don't know, he just got dropped into the jungle. There's oh, a picture of you yeah. in the jungle, like after being in there for weeks and weeks and you found a bit of your contraband uh, skittles in the bottom of your backpack. <laughs> yeah, that was we. Yeah, had a week of yeah jungle time and that on that phase and yeah, like it would we could set your watch to the rain. So like every morning at about five a.m. it would just pour down. Like just you felt like you woke up and you just like <laughs> there's a bucket on your face. And then same again at about four o'clock in the afternoon, and then it wouldn't stop until about seven. Um, just go on forever and ever. So you would never, never dry ever. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah I show everyone that picture because I just laugh so hard. It's just, again, it's just classic yeah. you just standing there thinking, yeah, yeah fucking skills. <laughs> yeah. Well, the army food is like the equivalent, it's gotten a little bit better now, but it was like the equivalent of like dog food back then. Like yeah. it was just so, so shit. But yeah, anything of any, any um, amount of happiness when you're out there is the best. Yeah. <laughs> like that in the trenches on a medical ward too <laughs> out there on the medical wards. cam i suppose you better tell us about you since i know everything but everybody else probably doesn't uh i'm self-employed have been for 11 years oh, with a few gigs at woolies with a few gigs at woolies and management <laughs> here and there but so recently opened a new bigger workshop yeah now all you do is work pretty much yeah. all i've ever done is work <laughs> cam and i met um 11 years ago when I had just about finished my RN and then so he was from Victoria so he moved over to WA with us and yeah we pretty much lobbed straight into a like full-time relationship from absolutely nothing 10 days together maybe in total over two months less I reckon I reckon it was probably seven days and then we we took a drive across the Nullarbor that's what you should do at the very start of your relationship You skip, the, oh. you skip the first seven years in those four days and condense it all down, like all the conversations on the road. Like, this is going to go really well or we're just going to end it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm either going to get to Perth, drop her off and drive home. And you can't escape each other either. It's like, mm. oh. Yeah. And I spend the morning hanging for coffee and very severely car sick and he doesn't drink coffee and he's like telling me to harden up and I'm like, find a roadhouse, find a roadhouse. He just didn't get it. Didn't get it. And then I'd feel tired, let you drive for about 20 kilometers, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> and then you'd sit back for the rest of the 12 hour drive. So you two met, um, and you're both working shift work at the time, yeah? Uh, uh, Lachlan, do you do shift work with the Department of Health? Uh, yeah. So at the time it was weird. So I was still mainly doing a lot of stuff with the Army. I hadn't got my job at Department of Health uh, at that time just yet. So I met Kat and I said, my housewife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met Kat and I'd uh, then have to go away with the army and I was doing uh, the rest of my shooting courses and acting as a, um, a kind of like a step-in medic. So the army they had, I got uh, qualified last year as what we call a combat first aider. So um, I'm able to do as much as like give drugs and cannula. So I think, yeah, for like a, oh, the first week we oh, shooting. Those are the days. Yeah. Because you used to just go away, come back and clean my house. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I was like, this is amazing. We've yeah. only just met. cleaning my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, when I, the first met K 
cat, I was trying to um, help with like some uh, first aid courses and I was going backwards <laughs> and forwards. So I'd just come back to Scarborough where she was staying at the time. And then, yeah, when she'd go away for work, I'd be like, this cat's a mess. Like it was just an absolute <laughs> buyer. Like, we were mean. Yeah, I lived with my best friends. So we were just a bit, we kind of let it go a little bit. Yeah. But, <laughs> She's yeah. single girl from Scarborough. She's single yeah. girl. She's just living their best life, not oh. worrying about the mess. Nah. You, once you knew he yeah. was going to clean, did you play up to it? Because Kel does. She gets I mean, to be angry, so... clean the house. Oh, well, oh, angry. Yes. I, do you know what? You do angry. You stress yeah. clean more. You anxiety clean the house. Like it's more like. Well, that's because I, like my life has been very different of like growing up in the army and just almost bashed if you didn't have your bed made like perfectly mm-hmm. like neat. So then coming from that mentality of then seeing cats house like, Oh God, like you would literally be like shunned. Like if you had like a couch open or like you didn't pack everything away correctly and neatly, they'd come up to you and just like, just killed your whole section because your couch is like undone. (laughs) (laughs) You got lost and they all starved to death. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. um, So yeah. We were similar to you guys though. We like, we didn't cross another board together. Um, We might've broken up if we did that, but we, um, (laughs) we, like zero to a hundred within like week one. Yeah. Um, and just pretty much like almost living together by week two. Basically really. living together yeah. by week two. Cause we're really unsure as to when we started living together. Cause because we're like kind of just since, you know, since Peach Pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, joke was like the, it turned from like the one night stand to the week one stand. We called it a week night stand to the month the stand month, to month the stand. six yeah. month stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a relationship now. Yeah. 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 Modern dating. dating. Yeah. Yeah. We were pretty much like that too. We literally just, we met online through a Ute website, a forum for Ute drivers. (laughs) So fun. And then, um, nah, not even a dating website, just the Ute thing. And then, um, I flew over the start of January. We'd only been talking like six weeks on the forum or something. Flew over, met him. Spent the weekend with him, flew back, and we were both like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Three weeks later, I flew to Perth. Yeah. Had a weekend there. I flew home, got in the car, drove home, and went straight to work and gave my notice. Kel was like, no, you're not really moving over. You're not moving over. Uh, I've just given my notice. Oh, shit, you're moving over. Yeah. (laughs) And that was, and by March, we were in Perth together. Yeah. It was crazy. But when it works, it works. We've been together like 11 years. So we have a kid and yeah. been married. Was that the, um, no, it's not, yeah. You had that green you, I think, and like I someone did. crashed into it. And all <laughs> yeah. I remember. At the uni. Oh, Curtin Uni. Yeah. The asshole drove into me. You had, uh, you had uh, Band-Aids <laughs> over the. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over the dead and healing. Ouch. So. I put it out to our Instagram family about what it would, what it's like living with a nurse, a bit of feedback from them. Majority of them were all pretty much the same. And I just thought we'd pick apart a little bit. Like obviously Cam and I have done, I don't do shift work anymore, which is amazing. So we're, our weekends are free, but you guys are obviously still in the thick of shift work. So you should say that though, because Lockie's coming off night shift literally now oh. and I'm entering night shift. Tonight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, 
keep in the same bed like for like two this is the second week and then basically. or three weeks we won't yeah almost, and then yeah yeah we, don't, we, we won't see each other exhausted <laughs> because um we went to see my parents today by the time we got home um for a long drive like yeah we passed out and then we woke up 10 minutes i think before starting this, yeah so. <laughs> when morning, um, morning. Yeah. <laughs> when um, we had Amelia and she was little and I went back to work. I went back to, I tried to go back to theatre, but it just didn't work. So I went back onto night shift and on a Friday, so I do Wednesday, Thursday night. And on a Friday morning, when I came home, Cam would go to work. So he would literally hand me Amelia and he would leave. And I'd just be here with this like, oh, like eight month old baby and just dead tired. Cause I'm like, <laughs> hadn't come, slept come off night shift. and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? with this like how do I do this but thankfully she was a really good sleeper so she'd have like I'd put her down at like 11 30 I'd feed her up and then put her down and just go to bed and just be like sleep for at least three hours please like we'd go to bed at six o'clock together on a Friday night like it was crazy and I did did that for oh months and months and months like it's insane I don't know how I don't know how I survived it well that's why half the reason why we ended up over here like (laughs) we just couldn't keep going over there I remember on the shift work, I'd come home about 2, 2.30 a.m. Your alarm went off at 6 yeah. and you're up. So we were only, we didn't see each other, but at least we are in the same bed for, you know, three hours a night and that was it. <laughs> One of the biggest things that came back was criticising medical shows when you're watching them. Do you watch any medical shows, Kat? Yeah, I saw that and I was like, not really. I mean, I, I just prefer not to, like I get home and I'm like, oh, anything but hospital, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Grace. Oh, apart from Grace, but Grace, yeah. Grace is more like of a drama vibe. Like it's mm. yes, you've got your um, hospital. It's like it's like over the top hospital trauma stuff, and you just accept it for what it is. Like you don't, mm. yeah. you're not like oh, this is ridiculous. They don't surely they don't have this many cases. Like every, yeah. day. I don't know. You just, I just accept Grace for what it is because it's. I remember watching an episode show. of Grace where a man was trapped in a big lump of concrete. And they were looking at him and they were trying to, you know, obviously it was leaching all the stuff out of him. And so they were trying to like replace things. And, and I was just sitting there watching and I was like, no one's thought of his bladder. And I'm like, someone thought of his bladder. And they were like standing there behind the window and they were looking and they're like, we're missing something. They're, we're missing. I'm like, his bladder. No one's checked his bladder. Like, cause they were pumping fluid into him and cause the, um obviously just yeah. <laughs> and then I can't, like, the, I can't even think of the doctor's name but she was just like oh, his bladder and I was like yes his bladder <laughs> <laughs> but I grew well, up when I was up. when I was studying it was all saints so that was like ages and ago AR. and oh uh, yeah mm. yeah god did you know George Clooney was in ER the first season of ER I knew that. I think that's where he started. Yeah, he played a pediatric doctor. Is he in everything? Well, of course he's a pediatric doctor. He has a good for younger women, so that makes sense. (laughs) I don't think his wife is that much younger than him. Was he in Batman as well? Oh, do you know what? I was actually yeah. I was watching Grey's Anatomy the other day and it was the scene with like Derek Shepherd and he had a little pediatric girl and he was like cannulating her and like putting like I don't know, midazolam or something because she had like a little jerk in her foot because she was having these seizures. I don't know what was happening. I can't really remember. But um, I just thought to myself, as if these kids are this chilled while they're like, yeah, a kid, buddy. <laughs> like this kid's smiling and he's just like, yeah, 
right, here you go. And it's like, look at the little butterfly. And like, it's like all happy and the parents are smiling. And I'm just like, this is absolutely not what it's like with pediatric. Like, um, no, unless yeah, they're about like, to bloody code on you because if they're lying there letting you yeah, stick needles in them, they're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> If the kid's not responding, then you're probably not. Yeah. yeah. Wrong. But yeah, he, he was just, smiling. he was like, thanks, princess. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing was lack of empathy when your partner's sick. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're not that sick. I've seen people dying this week. You, you're still alive. Get up, go to work. And then you end up going to the doctor and he's like, yeah, you're, you're really not well. Oh, please. And, she, and she's like, oh, I guess you weren't faking it after all. Oh, when, when Cam hurt his foot at work once and he's like I, need to, like, I need to go to the urgent care. And I was like, I'm not taking you to my hospital. Like you're not going there. And he's like, but I can't walk on it. And I'm like, you're fine. So then I had to go in. I was so embarrassed. I was like, ring the bell. I'm like, my husband's foot hurts. Like, I was just like, I can't do this. They were like, here's some crutches. You'll be fine. Get an x-ray tomorrow. And I was like, oh, that's what I told him. Like, <laughs> You're like, this wasn't my idea. Yeah, I was like, just make it known that I did not want to bring him here. Yeah. Mm, pretty much. <laughs> I think yeah, I grew we, up um, with a um, nurse mum as well and she used to just say, bang on the door if you're vomiting and you get you choke or something. Like she wasn't that sympathetic either. Like I actually got um, a blood infection from a boil on my butt when I was 12 because I was telling her there was something wrong and, yeah, she just didn't believe me until I was that sick that I, like, needed antibiotics and stuff. So I guess it's ingrained in me to be anti-sympathetic. Oh, well, no, I'm the same. I think my mum, my mum wasn't as cutthroat as me. When I don't know, I just feel like, like, for example, Lockie, I got sick and I was like sick for like one day. <laughs> I was a bit <laughs> off weather, but I actually thought I had a flu. I actually think I was. So I. So long story short, I the sickness it came on. I was a little bit off weather for a day. I still like literally like did a workout. Like I still went for a run that day. Like, I was fine. And then um, the next day Lockie caught it off me or like two days later, Lockie caught it off me. <laughs> I kid you not, he was down for a month. Like he was literally. Oh, the man flu is serious. Day, it's a serious it disease, bad, the man flu. That was bad. He was pretty much telling me that, that this was it. Like I he was so that, sick. Of it, was, it, was like, it was like. It was like. It was almost a month later and I was still phlegmy. I was like, what? Oh. No, I want this leave. I was saying things that I had. Yeah. <laughs> I do recall Lachlan having his tonsils out though. I mean, that was an yeah. epic fail too. I told you what to do. You did none of it. And then you rang me you're like, I'm still home. I don't know. I can't swallow. I can't swallow. That's why, because I couldn't talk. There's no way that it would call. <laughs> He's a bit dramatic. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. He's a bit dramatic. <laughs> it was yeah. so funny. He's like, Mum left me here alone. And he's like, uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, My airway. I can't swallow my spit. Everyone listening, this is obviously a lie. One, I couldn't talk. To you. If I could, why would I ask? Like, Kelly, the most like, oh <laughs> least empathetic person ever. Mum's <laughs> left me here. <laughs> How dare you leave the house? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, Mum, I'm going to leave the house. 
I reckon oh, we're not like... that sympathetic because we deal with so much shit at work on a daily basis. Like I literally, you know, I work in oncology, so like I see, I have very um, like deep conversations with patients about their mortality all the time. So when I walk in the door and I get home, I'm like, I don't have time for you. Like, <laughs> you see that many people a day, you get a really good radar. A doctor was telling me the other day that they reckon nurses have like the best um, ability to tell if someone should be admitted or not. Yeah. Like they're really like being like, that person will be a patient here. That person won't. From like the moment they walk in yeah. to triage. Yeah. Yeah. I did a lock here. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Kelly, your like lack of empathy must also come from mum as well, because I remember I dropped a fridge on my finger. I thought I'd lost it. Like it was so bad. <laughs> it was so badly bleeding. She's like, no, we've got to put pressure. I was like, don't touch it. it. Must be broken. Like leave me alone. It's like, yeah, pouring out blood. Um, so maybe maybe it's from mum. And we're just like, oh, you'll be fine. Just oh, get a wait, band-aid fine. on. Chuck a band-aid on. Chuck a band-aid on. <laughs> other day actually and like he was oh, on the yeah. floor like crying and I just said I'm just gonna take a shower it'll be broken if it's still sore in 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put some ice on it <laughs> oh because I was yeah tripped over the, the table and then hit the coffee stand he was like saying, on the floor and I was like what do you want me to do um... for you there's nothing I can do you gotta wait for the pain to pass I'll have a shower if it's still bad it's probably broken but we'll know oh. in like 15 Lockie will never do, Lockie, I never call you Lockie, Lachlan will die in a very peaceful, calm way just in bed. Like this kid has survived the most random shit. Like you do the most dumbest shit. You you jump out of an aeroplane alone, solo, and then when I watch the video, you're like spinning around in a circle almost upside down. I'm like, I wonder if he's supposed to do that. (laughs) No. No. There was two instances where I should have definitely died. Oh no, three. I think the first, the first one was actually my first solo jump, um, which was last. Oh, I'd say first. I tried skydiving a couple of years ago and did the whole like twirling out of the plane. I was like, oh, I like breathing. Maybe I'll come back to this later. <laughs> and then last year, the first jump I did, I jumped out, and then I don't know what happened to the wind, but we weren't coming anywhere near the drop zone. Um, and I was heading straight towards a tree, and I was like, I, I don't know where I'm going to land. Managed to land just in front of the tree, but I should have just like, like hit every branch on the way down. I was like, oh, okay. Second jump, I jumped out with my uh, best mate, and I was scared of like the tree line area um and managed to like navigate far away from it but then way too past the drop zone and we did the equivalent of like uh, like driving on the wrong side of the road I flew over his cabin and then missing the drop zone uh almost landed into the barbed wire fence and then the tree and then the third jump was the day after um and applied the brake drop (laughs) absolutely spearheaded into the ground so that was that was it and then I'll I'll probably take a break and come back when I yeah like I've seen those uh, videos I'm like Yannick was like literally just spinning around yeah. no matter where he was going I don't even think he had like a, I, I don't even think he knew what he no, was no, Yannick, so like uh, uh, he was out of control he yeah. was just like rolling yeah. we when we landed um the instructor said to Yannick like sorry man at some point I'm gonna save myself they're out of an uncontrollable spin like like upside down and I got thrown into the air and he's like oh okay made, made my balance but I think it was just the both uh both of their body weight or something 
uh, following oh, this year. Crazy. You also almost mm-hmm. died when you were in Arkansas, didn't you? You're doing that shooting thing oh, with some ricochet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when I was at uh, Pine Gap in Alice Springs, I met a few people um, that at the time were trying to get me work overseas to do security and embassies. Um, and they mentioned to go do a course, which was like a counterterrorism course in Arkansas where all the guns exist in America. So, um, yeah, interesting place. But anyways, um, the training scenario I was doing, we were clearing buildings, um, but the bullets we had were called frangible rounds. So they're um, meant to splinter on impact and less, less chance of ricochet um, to hit you back. Anyways, uh, that was wrong because I shot the target. I bounced off the wall and hit me straight in the neck. Uh, so I thought I was going to die. And I was like, oh, this is it. Now I die. I shot myself, but accidentally shot myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it turned out to just, yeah, be a little bit of bruising and a bit of blood. It wasn't anything too hectic. I was like, oh, okay. The other one that cropped up all the time were gross stories at the dinner table, ruining meals. I mean, yeah. I don't get it. I'll talk about it. Yeah. Terrible. Um, yeah, took it, took it out for dinner. We don't go out for dinner a lot no. because I ruin it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Every we time, actually don't. Actually, every time I try to do something nice, I think it was the first week of like uh, dating. I was like, oh, I'm going to take Kat on like a really nice day out in the city and stuff. I like get all dressed up, almost at her house. She sends me a text message. She's like, just so you know, I'm in uh, trackies and we're going to grilled. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have no time to go out. <laughs> I didn't organise this, to oh, be fair. I yeah. had no idea. I just thought he wanted to get something to eat. I was like, oh, sweet. And he was, and then I said, oh, look, I'm just, I'm just tired. I've had a big shift today. Like, I just want to go to grill. I came, <laughs> came over and I was, he was like in like a button up shirt and I was just sitting on track. I was like, he's going to go down the road. He's like, oh, okay. okay. No worries. I was like. <laughs> you look the most dressed yeah. as a person that grilled. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But it's always that way anyway. Our family's always been like that, Lachlan. We've always had like... Oh, toilet talk yeah sometimes like it's just i don't know when you're just trying to make it like a nice evening and then cats just like so anyway so it's a person that shakes yeah. hands that's why <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah yeah like she, yeah the other yeah. day he actually was like i can't eat like i can't yeah eat. Okay. Oh. Like, this is really, it's a really nice place and then i felt really bad because i was like god i should just word vomit and don't even think about it because yeah. like but you've got to debrief after work that. You got to let it out to someone, and your partner's supposed to be there. You need to get a tougher stomach, Lachlan. You need no, to handle that. She's <laughs> an ED nurse, going to tell you everything. Yeah. Oh no. Tough place. Tough place. <laughs> One okay, of what the. Exactly. Do I tell many gross stories? Not since you're going to oncology, because there's not really oh. any gross stories in there you might your ones now that you just come home sad because you found out that the patient died that's more yeah (laughs) rather than gross stories sad stories more than anything now even when you're on the ward it wasn't so we have fire pit nights here it started last year during covid we have on a friday night and um usually it's just all the girls from work that come to it and 
um, a few other people and we always end up having conversations about stories and stuff like that and I think people that aren't nurses often will just sit there and be like wow especially some like, of your stories from like, just be like back yeah. in the day after Broome and Carnarvon and all that like yeah. some of those stories I think it's hard when you're not a nurse to understand how we can just talk about it while eating our food like I mean we have to yeah, well, we have to witness it and then go and eat our lunch at work. Like, what do you expect us to do? Not eat because we've just seen something gross. No. Nah. Yeah, like, wash our hands eat. and we eat. Yeah. The amount of times I've been eating and just thought to myself what I was previously just doing was, like, absolutely revolting. But, like, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, appetite, it's all good. Like, yeah. it's crazy. You just, yeah. Yeah, you just learn to... Compartmentalized. Yeah. One of the um, nurses that I work with, her husband actually replied and said that he often worries about her mental health because of what they witness and go through at work. Has that ever crossed? Like, is that something you think about for me or can you tell when I... I can tell when you've had a bad shift or... Yeah. And it's not just because you've barked at me as soon as I've walked in the door. Like, <laughs> you, you become a little bit distant, like you'll come home and you'll say hello to me and then you kind of just zone out and ignore yeah. me but I can tell like I think when I first started nursing I really struggled with um like well like learning how to compartmentalize work and mm-hmm. life and over the years it's certainly yeah and I think my nursing career was freaking stressful it was the probably like the hardest time of my life like mm-hmm. it was I used to drive home just like really upset some days like it Awful. How old were you when you first started nursing care? So I I started my RN training when I was 19 and I was a qualified RN by the age of 21. Yeah. Um, and before that, like I'd never really like done too, like I hadn't done much else really. Like I'd worked in a hospital before that as a carer. I'd obviously done uni. I'd, you know, done a little bit of travel, but I was just, I was still quite naive with the world um and it literally hit me like a ton of bricks it was the most like shock you could just get of like you're pushed into something and it's sink or swim um and I think on my boyfriend at the time it was like it was really hard for that relationship especially because we were both so young and you just I honestly like I look at girls who now do their grad programs and come and talk to me about it and I'm like I completely understand how you're Mm. feeling like girls and tell me they're right now undergoing their grad program and they're like did you feel like this did you feel so lost and so like unsure of yourself and it was it was it was really hard and um I think it is for everyone and I think it's like something that like people find it hard to talk about with their partners because they don't quite understand it as much because they don't know what they're seeing or what they're going through um so yeah it's good to like chat to other nurses about it I find like I find chatting to the girls who are just starting out is like really healthy and a good way to just like deal with it together and yeah like, you know remember what you went through yeah because it's it's on it's cool it's so it's cooked like it's yeah <laughs> hard. yeah <laughs> It absolutely is. I, I, but I fully agree with you with that, um, what you just said, because we have lots of um, grads and student nurses that follow us on the podcast. Strangely, we seem to have a big impact on them, which I'm not sure is a good thing because we have such bad habits, the two of us, Alicia and I. What we get from them is that we we remind them that, you know, when you don't, you don't have to pick a, like you don't have to rush into picking a specialty and that people, you're allowed to find your feet and that what 
they're all worried about, you know, when they come out is really normal. Like everyone has those fears. And, um, you know, I think nursing starts so young, like if you finish school and then you, you're at uni, you know, 18, 19, you're graduating when you're 20, 21, 22, like you haven't even lived a life. I mean, I didn't start nursing until I'd spent four years working on cattle stations all over the Australia, you know, like I'd lived some life and had some experiences and then you know then I got into nursing and and I think that that if you've never done anything or you've not experienced it to have people come in in their most vulnerable situations is really hard on you to deal with and and absolutely tough on relationships whether they're relationships with a partner or family or friends even like there's nothing worse than being in your early 20s being shift workers never knowing what your roster is going to be trying to have a social life it's insane and trying to navigate your feelings without bringing other people's um, feelings down with you. Like if you're, you know, not in a great place or you've had a bad day or a bad week, just trying not to, you know, go to a drinks with the girls and be like the Debbie down on yeah. the evening who's like, oh, the world sucks. Yeah. Like we're all going to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like loving life and you're like, oh. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, there was like yeah. when I first started, I felt like that sort of odd one out because I felt as if my friends from school had no idea, sort of what. Well, mm. I, they did, I'm sure they knew, but I, I just felt like it was hard to bond with them over what I was going through. So it was really important to have nurses who were friends mm. who were yeah. starting out, just like me, to debrief and just be like, "Hey, what's happening is okay," and yeah, we were all in the same because it's really 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 awful and like I just hats off to any person that does their grad program and gets through it because it's really it's really hard and anyone who tells you it's not is lying yeah I think (laughs) they're literally lying I think the hardest part (laughs) that I've seen I think it was probably like because when I met Kat she was at it was at MAU I was on, yeah, I yeah. was on the admissions unit. MAU and just the transition of, like, knowing, knowing what you're doing, like, really happy, like, lovely, and then, like, going to ED and then, like, seven coffees later, an anxiety meltdown, and like, oh, okay. Like, and just, I think, prob- but, like, not not to say that on you, but, like, learning something completely new and a different tempo and different environment and not, not having the same sort of, like, yeah. friend circle. And, and ED is not like a stable same. environment. Like, if you're in an assessment unit um, or an admissions unit, it's a fairly stable environment. The patients, regardless of what they're coming into hospital for, you do the same thing for every patient. But then you get into an ED, and I can remember being in just the like just in the bed section where, where you put you know you've got six patients in a bed they're just having obs and stuff done while they're waiting they're not critical there's nothing you know they're just coming with a sore tummy or a wound or something and you come in you do everything for those six patients you go to morning tea you come back and there's six new patients because they've all been shipped off to different areas and you're like hang on a second like <laughs> I only just got the hang of those guys like, what am I supposed to do now? Six new patients. And I think there's a big difference in learning how to roll with those punches when you've come from somewhere that's stable, like, you know, and I think grads, yeah. grads get thrown in and just expected to roll with it. Like I had been an enrolled nurse for 10 years when I did my um, RN grad. And I reckon, what, three weeks in, I just, I cry, came home crying. Mm. I want to give nursing up. 
like fuck this like I didn't like it I had felt uh like I I felt like I was just pushed in to do things that I wasn't really sure what to do even though I'd been a nurse for 10 years so I got the basics down I could shower them all and do their obs but IV was so new to me and I was on a medical oncology ward and you know I had people that were in respiratory distress or people going through cancer that you know whilst I wasn't doing their chemo I was looking after them in their you know, really sick state or post-operatively from having their surgeries and things. And it was really difficult. And, and I had, I had 10 years of experience and I still cried and cried and struggled and, you know, and I came out of it, everyone comes out of it. And then a few years down the track, you're like, God, I don't even know what I was worried about. And then you meet a new grad and you just look at them and you're like, Oh, you poor bitch. Like, (laughs) exactly what you've got. You're like, I went through it and I do not want to be in your position right now. Like I, at all because I know exactly what you're going through and it's awful yeah yeah and you got to be supportive because there's those old biddies that are on the ward that have been there 50 years who have forgotten how hard it is to get to that position that they're in now sitting pretty comfortably knowing exactly what they do and just biding their time till they retire they forget how hard it is in those early years and it was probably harder for them because they had matrons who were like you know like army commanders like you know, do this, do this, do this. Whereas now it's so much freer and you get, you know, it's nothing like, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. Fast paced than it used to be. So Mm. I think um, that's like, it's a lot more, it's a faster pace of work and it used to be more perfection. Whereas now it's just like trying to get that job done and prioritizing what's most important whilst I just pulling your hair out like it's yeah that, it's sort of more of a I think it's changed a lot as well so there are newer ways of doing things and there are more efficient and faster ways so as much as it's like you know getting fresh grads is also good because that they are like up to date with the newest sort of ways of yeah. learning and doing things so it's good to I always say it's good to have their perspective in the environment because they're the most up-to-date knowledge yeah like of Yes, they haven't been in a hospital all of their life, but they're they're up to date with the knowledge, and it's like always good just to ask them how to do things. And yeah, you know, how and they, they often them. will ask you too, so they make you question your skills and your techniques, and they'll be like, "Why are you doing that?" And you find that you know, I like having students through the um, unit that I'm in because they they ask so many questions, and I'm like, you know ask me because I um it reminds me how much I actually know like sometimes I feel like I just have no idea what I'm doing and then yeah they come in and they're like why do you do this and I rattle off everything and I'm like oh I still got it like <laughs> thanks for joining me today it's been a fun chat and I think at the end of the day living with a nurse is pretty great when you get to see them don't forget to listen wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review follow us on Instagram <laughs> to humorous nurses and keep us ahead of Justin Long Send us stories and suggestions for our email, humorousnurses at gmail.com. That's humorous like the bone. H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Bye. Bye.